0: provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every first and third Wednesday of the month at 7.30pm Eastern Time on Zoom for brave vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration visit ProjectSanctus.com Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism, this is With Love and Justice for All, with Reverend Ogun Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of With Love and Justice for All. It's our headlines episode and today we're calling it Reparations Are a Thing and other headlines we'll get to why we're doing that a little bit later hi i am reverend ogan holder co-founder of project sanctus here with my other co-founder i think that was implied other co-founder
1: i think co or just my totally co-founder. another one
0: can be yeah. my other co-founder right just my co-founder hi i'm reverend ogan co-founder of project sanctus <laughs> with my co-founder reverend kelly isla this is why you stick to the script ogan uh reverend kelly yeah. isla how you doing today reverend
1: kelly <laughs> I'm doing pretty good.
0: Awesome. Welcome to the official. Starting with laughter
1: is always a good thing. Always a
0: good thing. Welcome to the official podcast of Project Sanctus uh, with Love and Justice for All, where we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation and the special challenges that may arise as spiritual seekers and spiritual communities. See how smoothly that went? Because I stuck to the script. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, it sounds like you're reading something. Pretty good there, Ogan.
0: Scripts are there for a reason.
1: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Uh, we come to you twice a week, uh, and on Fridays, uh, and today's Friday the 13th. And Reverend I Kelly can't. just informed me that uh, I did not know this, but apparently, before the patriarchy, I thought it was before mm-hmm. horror movies, but apparently, just patriarchy. Uh, uh, apparently, this was a day grounded in what divine feminine energy feminine, or something, yes, Femin- yes, it was a catch up,
1: was hijacked, <laughs> it was okay. hijacked as a Something that was good and you know, and a divine day and you know uh yeah, and then patriarchy okay. came along.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, patriarchy breaks everything. Anyways, uh so Well
1: religion, you know, there's twelve disciples and Jesus. So there was thirteen and we see what a mess that became. Um, this is true. This is true. And other other things like that. But
0: like men ostensibly being in charge. Millennia, well, no yeah. yeah, didn't right. go well, <laughs> anyways. Uh, as always, thank you for listening uh, to the podcast. Um, please uh, tell your friends about us and where to find us on all your podcast platforms and at with loveandjustice.podbean.com. As always, uh, we have listeners around the world that we want to thank places like Norway, El Salvador, uh, Brazil, Germany, South Africa, and 40 of the 50 contiguous United States um yeah so we're going to cover some headlines uh today you can join in the conversation on facebook instagram at get our holy on leave a message at 413-438-4659 and 413 get holy i feel i'm reading your part because again not sticking to Mm -hmm. the script so i will return to the scripts. and on today's episode which i said we'd covered but first, you have some some uh, some some invitations first, you'd like to share. We return
1: you to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm having a Friday.
1: <laughs> You're having a Friday the 13th. I'm
0: having a Friday the 13th.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we would love for you to join in the conversation. As Ogan said, you can our handle is at get our holy on you can find us on facebook and instagram um a couple of things that are uh coming up and just started so they're ongoing one is our 846 book club we started this past um this past if you're listening well today anyway this past tuesday january 10th and it will run that's tuesday nights from 7:30 to 9:30 eastern uh, Will run on Tuesday nights till February seventh, so January tenth through February seventh, and we're doing the book "American Detox: The Myth of Wellness and How We Can Truly Heal." Um, and it's a it is a book that it, the author is Carrie Kelly, and she's a, an organizer a yoga. She's a yoga activist, but she's a wellness disruptor, and um, and she has uh, a long history of dismantling. Um, well, one being very involved in you know propping up. Uh, a toxic wellness industry, but also now, you know, she's been involved for some time in dismantling it. And, uh, you know, it's not about getting rid of yoga and other wellness practices, but recognizing how they are keeping us sick. um, and, And they're not and that they're built on, you know, our wellness industry is very much built on white supremacy and individualism and perfectionism. So diving deep into what, you know, that the industry that's built, it's really perpetuates separation, supremacy and scarcity and how we can heal from that. So um, you can just because we've already started doesn't mean you can't join in. Go over to ProjectSanctus.com to the 846 book club and uh, join in. And then we have coming up in February on three Saturdays in a row, like Uh, we're going to go through um, the book by W. Kamau Bell and Kate Schatz, it's called Do the Work, and it's an anti-racist activity book. And we did the book back in the fall, and it was amazing and fabulous, and just um, people got so much out of it and could not do all of it. And it really is an activity book, like every page is an activity. It's not so much about a cognitive pursuit of reading lots of stuff and talking about it, but actually doing the work. How many times I'm going to let you answer this question, Ogan. How many times do people say, "But what can I do"? Um,
0: I've stopped keeping count because I don't math yeah. well.
1: <laughs> that new math. So uh, three Saturdays in February in a row: February 11th, 18th, and 25th, 10 a.m. to 1:30 p.m. Eastern. Come join us, and it really is a play shop where it's just we just are doing the exercises. People want to know what can I do? Well, come join us, and we will do that together, and you'll learn more and you won't have to keep asking. What can I do?
0: Exactly. Uh, so let's jump in. Reparations are a thing. So um, you know, there's there's no word that that invites a little bit more of trembling and fear. Fear and trembling. Sorry, I got the order wrong. There's fear first, then there's trembling. Fear mm-hmm. and trembling, like the word uh, rep- reparations. Uh, do you watch? By the way, do you watch um, Atlanta?
1: Do I watch Atlanta? Atlanta,
0: no. the series. You have to watch it. It that's yeah. one of the best TV shows. Anyways, they did this like episode that was um sort of an imagining on, on reparations. And it was like it was intended to sort of lampoon, I think, every white person's fear, which is right. that if it turns out that they can be linked to someone who wants enslaved, um, people that the descendants of those enslaved people can sue them um, for reparations and that episode was hilarious but um we don't think it's going to come to that level of craziness um but you know fear and trembling we perpetuate the fears but anyways yeah. there are some cities who are actually realizing that yes uh we built the city not on rock and roll but on the right. labor and the horror of and the the labor of enslaved people and the horror of slavery and they have been creating task forces um to to provide or 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 reparations in some way to the descendants of those folks who are still around so like in december Uh, The Boston City Council unanimously voted to create a task force looking into reparations for Black Bostonians. There is a California reparations task force that's been um, in existence through most of 2022, and it's preparing to give uh, a little over 200 grand to descendants of slaves living in the state, I don't know if that's each. I would assume that's each. Going to be like two hundred. Sounds grand like it. Total, because yeah. that would be like a yeah per person. Um, but 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 at, there's so it's it's kind of looking into that, but actual like handing out checks. It's a little whiles right. off. Um, and in August, the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island, signed a ten million dollar budget to allocate to the Providence uh, Municipal Reparations Program. And now St. Paul, Minnesota is joining in getting in on the fun. Um, So they voted to create the St. Paul Recovery Act Community Reparations Commission. It's an 11-member team that's dedicated to reparations to descendants of enslaved Africans. Um, So, Mm. and... This is a good thing. This is this is a really good thing. This is a good thing. And, and why is it why it's a good thing on a lot of levels is one first, there's an acknowledgement of not just the generational harm that's been done, but the generational profit that's been generated for uh the enslavers and their descendants, some of which are still right. living off of that profit. Right. And 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 the harm that was done to the enslaved and their descendants. And um, I think I mentioned this in another episode, maybe, but, or somewhere else, but uh, here in Barbados, where I am now, where I'm from, where I'm living, the Barbados government is doing uh, pretty much the same thing. Um, there's a, there's a, what, a former plantation here that was owned by the Drax family. Um, and the, the property is still owned by the family the descendants, one of who is a member of parliament in Britain Um, Mm. and his family still to this day um, monetarily benefits off the land. So now they're in discussions to um, figure out um, what are we going to do about that? Like we have to end this. Um, So we're not sure what's coming out of it yet, but, but one of the things that, that is on the table is Given given the property back to Barbados, um, right. and um, and and for a while, for a few weeks, um, in the British tabloids, <laughs> the 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 headline was running hot and heavy that we were coming after the actor Benedict Cumberbatch. That's, ah. first of all, not true. Yeah, um, but there is a seed of truth in that Benedict, Cumberbatch, ben, Benedict Cumberbatch's family. Um, his ancestors, yes, they were slave owners here in Barbados. Um, in fact, the property—it's—it's um, it's called Saint Nicholas Abbey here. It's not an abbey as in a religious sanctuary, but it—it's you know there's the great house. They actually still have a little working like rum distillery on the place, um, and it's—it's it's a tourist attraction now. But you go in, and I remember the first time I went in there a few years ago, um, and. the 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 house is preserved as it was you know back in the good old days of genteel (laughs) aristocracy um and they have like the a massive family tree that is that runs up to contemporary times and i remember you know walking in looking at this tree in the bottom seeing the name benedict cumberbatch like it didn't be that benedict cumberbatch turns out it was um So what the tabloids did was they decided to do some creative math and say, well, if the Barbados government is coming after uh, the parliamentarian Drax because of his ancestors, and Benedict Cumberbatch also has ancestors that are that held slaves, they're going to come after him too. And it and it turned from speculation to fact, uh, uh. and and a representative from our government had to come out and say, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not talking to, we're not coming after individual people. The the, the Drax was a different situation because right. um the the family still benefiting from it and he's a member of parliament and and we're talking government to government. We're not like you know coming after people individually, which so so it's like the tabloids are generating helping to generate this fear around you know, if if you if you're a descendant of someone who held slaves, uh, you got to keep that on the lowdown. Otherwise, well,
1: we're coming at yeah. you. Well, so it, that's, you know, uh, white bodies. You know, one of their biggest fears is of why, you know, why there's such a a, a stranglehold. Uh, you know, white privilege has such a stranglehold and. And is I refer to it as you know, like a parasite, right? A parasite holds on to the host as long as it can, you know, for life. And so that's what it's doing. Um, but the biggest fear of, you know, most white bodies think that if I, you know, if I actually give up my quote unquote, you know, my privilege and and I I acknowledge my whiteness and all of the benefits that I have. You know have have in my life and have have had in my life and give those up that um the fear is that you know non-white bodies are going to do to white bodies what white bodies did to them
0: yeah and so we, um, ain't got, and we ain't got that kind of time energy
1: i, I know but <laughs> but do but the press doing what you just described just perpetuates that yes.
0: fear yes exactly yeah exactly yeah. So again, it's
1: this you know <laughs> virus and parasite mutating to to just keep its stranglehold.
0: Yeah, we just we just want to be happy. We just want to yeah. have the same level of access, and we just want people to stay at our business. Like I mean, that's that's basically it, right? Right. Like, let us let us do. Let us be us. Let us be happy. Like one
1: of the <laughs> one of, well one of, and one of the things I think you know of course that's that's powerful about this is that it's setting a precedent. So it's not just, you know, you rattled off, there's California, there's Boston, there's Rhode Island, and now there's St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, so it now is, is you know, I can, you can sort of duplicate, you know, take what someone else has started to create and a plan and and look at research, and but not having to start from scratch. And it does, you know, somebody has to go first and, when that happens, everybody benefits because now others, if other cities and places you know are to take on reparation, there's a there's a model that they can look to. Um, and there's a model you can look to and see, oh, so it's not it's not by doing this. It's not like every non-white body is going to rise up and attack right. back. Um, but rather, you know how as you said you know creating this it, it you know intergenerational or generational wealth yeah um yeah, yeah. and yeah and uh, the the
0: one the one last thing i'll say about the the Benedict Cumberbatch if we remember he played a slave <gasps> owner in 12 he years did, of slavery
1: 12 years of slavery i was just <laughs> thinking that and, and, i was <laughs> and he said
0: but... he said he said it was to you know Uh, contribute to bringing awareness uh to to the horrors of slavery and and i was like "Mm, do well you know yes and given your lineage that's that's a big risk like that's maybe maybe you don't need to be the white descendant of slave owners that that does that part i mean you're you're one of the finest actors of our generation but a little bit too close to home I don't know but yeah
1: well I you know it's funny because I was thinking that but in the kind of the opposite way that it very much is close to home and the part that he played um I um you know wonder because he he so much in you know that there's a scene in there of um you know people are are uh there's a um I can't even find the words for it. So there's, uh, you know, this line of, of black people and, and plantation owners are coming to, to purchase, auction. you know, uh, auction. Thank you.
0: Slave um, auction.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you. And you can see his, uh, in the exchange and, and what goes on in the, the scene. And it's just a few minutes, but you, he plays the part where he, you can see his, his, um, he doesn't really want to be doing what he's doing and, and he doesn't really believe what he's doing, but he keeps doing it. And yeah. you can, you can see the shame and you can see it like in his whole body and face.
0: And he was more of a benevolent slave owner. And I yeah. quote benevolent,
1: right. As, as, a, yeah. as if, as if it's a thing, such right. a thing. But um, I didn't know. I didn't know at the time when I saw that 12 years of slave that his his ancestry yeah and um so to play that role i you know curious how much he pulled from you know hashtag imagining awkward. his own past hashtag awkward is where i'm going with yeah
0: it. yeah uh speaking also of oh and by the way folks uh listening um all the links to um um the articles or or sources for these will be both on the facebook page and in the podcast show notes um, wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, speaking of reparations, this comes as a result of what's also apparently still a thing redlining. Um, we talked about this before. Now it's happening somewhere else. Um, an LA based bank, and this is coming from uh, from the root, an LA based bank is to pay the largest redlining settlement ever. Uh, so we know about, uh, we've talked about Wells Fargo and their shenanigans, I think, before, but this mm-hmm. is now City National Bank. Um, the Los Angeles-based bank was hit with a $31 million payout. That's $31 million. And this is the largest redlining settlement in history. According to the Justice Department, they made a practice of avoiding marketing and underwriting mortgages in primarily black and Latino neighborhoods in L.A. County between 2017 and 2020. Um, <sighs> and they, um, the City National Bank also only opened one branch one branch in black and Latino neighborhoods in the past 20 years and had no employee dedicated to underwriting mortgages at that bank. So as part of the settlement, the city national will create a nearly $30 million loan subsidy fund for black and Latino borrowers. They will also spend 1.75 million on advertising outreach and financial education programs for minority borrowers. So when we talk about redlining still being a thing the shape of how it is executed has changed but right. it's still a discriminatory housing slash lending practices
1: well and it's not like the shape it takes has changed altogether there's just new shapes yeah. <laughs> right and when we
0: speak of reparations again notice it's not like they're you know against the fairs it's not like the bank has to hand out money to people. There's now a fund that's set aside for black and Latino borrowers specifically.
1: Right. Um,
0: and, and part of that and some of that and money in additional for, for educating uh, financial education programs. Um, so, so again, reparations doesn't have to look that obvious way. Reparations is not, is not, like direct revenge in the same no in the in the same form so
1: yeah equity
0: it is it is it is about it is about equity
1: I and Uh, I will say though that um you know this um you know the article we're referencing from the root at the very end uh shockingly City National is taking issue with the Justice Department's claims but said it will support the DOJ in its efforts to ensure equal access to credit for all consumers, regardless of race. And I'm like, okay, well that sounds like talking out both sides of your face. Yeah. Um, you take issue with DOJ's, you know, uh, and what they're saying and doing, but you're going to support them. And I kind of go, uh huh. <laughs> well, they've got
0: to they've got to put on a brave face for what I assume are the investors. Yeah. of the bank um yeah. and they have to maintain the appearance of no wrongdoing yeah um you know none, none of this was intentional of course um oh of course not and but we also can't we also can't like go like we're not doing this because <laughs> you don't you don't want to appear to be the thing that people are accusing you of by doing the thing that people are accusing you of
1: right so,
0: so well, there's, and I, there's and, that,
1: and maybe because it's it's such a hard. I mean, the DOJ came down hard on them, and so yeah. maybe it, maybe it will make another financial institution think twice. I don't know.
0: As as well, they as well they should have. Um, yeah. Uh. All right. What do you got?
1: um well i um i came across this uh it's about um covid and the article was actually comes out of the washington post but i i happened to notice it because um it's from october but um so not current this week headline but i saw it on isabel wilkerson who wrote cast um the origins of our discontents um which is a phenomenal book everyone needs to read it but she was posting she actually was posting about this and it's the um um uh um god now the word is lost my you know research data amassing data around um the deaths from covid and what 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 the article in washington post says is that whites are now more likely to die from covid than blacks and the articles about
0: time no i'm just kidding i'm kidding sorry
1: They want to wear. They want to kill for anything more white Yeah, that's one way to <laughs> shift consciousness. I'm kidding, right?
0: really? Am kidding.
1: <laughs> we used to joke. Okay, this will get us in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. Used to oh, joke in okay. seminary. Me and and a few friends was that um transformation happens one funeral at a time.
0: Oh, that's not a joke. That's I mean, history has taught us that.
1: <laughs> well, I know. But we, we were referring to in terms of church dynamics and yeah, you that know, too, <laughs> that, that knowing when you should leave ministry kind of there, thing. There but yes, yeah, so it absolutely sounds <laughs> very cold hearted. Um, but what um, um, so what the um, the article was saying and and how, how this came to be is that, yes, COVID is still with us. It's not gone. Um, And one reason is because the U.S. government um, found it necessary to renew the state of emergency this week. So this is a legacy. Uh, This is a legacy of caste that many Americans have felt immune to it um, because at first it was disproportionately affecting those at the bottom of the caste system, the bottom of the hierarchy, which are non-whites. Black Americans were three times as likely to die of COVID as white Americans in the first year but this washington post analysis found that mortality rates reversed uh, in the fall of of, um so by the fall of 2021 the the white death rate from covid had actually surpassed the black death rate um -hmm. despite all the health disadvantages faced by marginalized people um but um the reason the washington post says um, the reason is that white people who assumed the pandemic had a disparate effect on communities of color or were told that it did had less fear of being infected with the coronavirus, were less likely to express empathy toward vulnerable populations and were less supportive of safety measures. And so just give it time. The virus also attacks unvaccinated adults and polls show that um, those that are, are the most likely to not be vaccinated are actually republicans um and therefore which, more which white be, bodies
0: do it so so let me get this straight so the attitude was like oh more black and brown people are dying from this we're we're good we don't have to we don't have to worry right. about it as much sort of like when aids was the gay disease yes and straight folk were like, yeah, I mean, we're we with that. It's it's or, or or uh when with the crack epidemic, oh that's, that's yes. the black folk. You know, I oh I saw this thing not to not to go down the rabbit hole, but I I was where where did I see this? Maybe on TikTok somewhere where they were talking about uh, you know, the the sentencing guidelines for crack versus cocaine, by the way, for the uninitiated crack, crack is cocaine, basically. <laughs> it's a it's a less it's a less processed yeah it's a little it's a little different cocaine yeah you know having gone
1: down both roads in my past there is a little difference
0: yeah think 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 you know hard candy versus you know uh powdered sugar i mean Mm. that's a it's a it's a very rough metaphor but you know but the the senescent disparities were like i think i think it was like what was it like like Twenty to one, versus and now now they've they've dialed it back down to it's a little more equitable. So it's only now like six to one or something like that in terms of you know sentencing um, if you were caught with crack versus cocaine because crack was mostly used by black and brown folks in the inner city, poor folks, folks lower down right. the cast because they couldn't afford the high end cocaine that right. mostly white bodies and financiers in Wall Street were snorting. But it was basically. Basically the same the same drug, um, um, but but yes. So this this is sort of like reminding reminding me of that, and and now it's caught up. And <clears throat> I would I would hazard to say, and this is purely anecdotal, I'll admit that. But I think right now most the people who are still acknowledging and are still talking most about COVID is still with us are people of color yes not white bodies
1: well and i will i will add to your anecdotalness uh when i'm out and about you know in a restaurant the grocery store you know wherever i am out in public what i find uh and again it's just anecdotal but for me it it appears as though there's far more um non-white bodies still wearing a mask as opposed to white bodies
0: yes yes agree where i
1: am in missouri
0: Agreed. Agreed, agreed. So the
1: agreed. the um the basically so what Isabel Wilkerson said about about the study was that, um, you know, well, first of all, if you don't know, the U.S. has, you know, far exceeded the world, every other country in the world in both COVID cases and COVID deaths. And she says that we're we're number heart- one.
0: We're number one. <laughs> we're number one. USA. USA. Yes,
1: <laughs> isn't that make America Jeez. great again? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
0: so much yeah. winning! so much winning okay. she says that
1: okay. we're here in part because our caste system programs people into believing they have no stake in the well-being of those um that they have been told are beneath them and so um they're told that they're unworthy and they're undeserving and so you you know you live into that it makes for a built-in us versus them you know between groups and it just it just continues to perpetuate this you know uh this divide right and it, it actually impedes our ability to to save ourselves and to have a shared fate as a species um and it really winds up endangering all of us it's that yeah. coming back to that zero-sum game
0: yeah all right so, so now we're just all we're all dying dying in equity is that Right, Is what we're saying.
1: Wait, isn't deaths. that what we
0: were? Isn't that what we were after? Equity. Now we. Now we've got. Yeah. To-
1: I, okay. Wow. <laughs> we're really like in the dark today. Dark side. The
0: thirteenth uh, man. It's Friday. Oh well, that's
1: true. Okay. Yeah. Let's
0: go. Let's yep, yep. go with that. <laughs> wow. In other in other health news, moving on.
1: Yeah. Um. It, it's we don't you don't hear much about it. Um. But um the, and we've never talked about it, uh, but organ donation, um, but, um, the reason that this article caught my eye is because my mother, my mother is a, well, she's a retired nurse, but she was a hospice nurse, but before that she worked in a dialysis unit. So she was, there was always conversations about organ donation and, and always around the dinner table and always, you know, is the back of your license checked? Are you an organ donor? And so, um, It basically is uh, until you know we know there's inequities in our health system um, and that there's way too many Americans that die unnecessarily waiting for an organ transplant that will never come and um, and so it's but we don't ever talk about organ donation in terms of. in terms of race, in terms of, you know, we we talk generally healthcare, and now go a step further, a system that already is um, has hundreds of thousands of people on a waiting list um, and um, isn't the, the problem is that the system is run by government contractors who operate with little oversight and, you know, and where organs are going and how and how the system works and and because it's you know within it's a government thing and it's within the health system we already have who do you think is going to not benefit from organ don who's least likely to benefit from organ donation um so i can't I, imagine I, who <laughs> i know um yeah and 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 the whole um you know it's
0: Uh, so can i can i just jump in here real quick and 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 when we talk about systems of oppression and inequity this is what we mean right because because we you know we, we butt up against people who because it's not visible it's not overt and because they see examples of of um you know people of color ascending into positions of authority and power and, um, and, and financial prosperity. It's like, you know, we don't have systems of oppression or like, you know, the American, the, the the American dream slash gaslight is available to everyone. Look at these select few people. Therefore everyone else isn't doing the work that they should to get there. But 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 that but you know saying that there that the that the system in which we live in is is rigged against people of color just isn't true anymore. This is what we're talking about right here. Things things like this, things like the story with the bank that came before that that we talked about before. Those things are are are, are baked in, um, yeah. and 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 still affect us. Um, you know, black and brown bodies to this, to this day. So it, 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 you know, it, it infuriates me. I was going to say bothers me, but let's, let's use what the word that it actually infuriates me when people say things like, uh, or when white bodies say things like, yeah, that we're, we're not as bad as you say we are. I'm like,
1: some examples. Well, you know, it, you know, the, the organ donation system, um, it doesn't, um, there's really little or no oversight, um, with hospitals that routinely practice, you know, racial discrimination, Medicare fraud, um, you know, and, and other patient harm and patient abuses. And, and in this article, um, refers to, UNOS you know, acting more like, um, acts like a cartel. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a, uh, um, yeah, like to the highest bidder, or you know, moving patients around on lists. Um, it's just it was it was really disturbing for me to come across this because it wasn't the conversations. Um, you know, my mother has always pushed the organ donation, organ donation. You know, and why not? You know, I, I you know, I don't need my organs once I'm dead. Um, but I just, I guess I didn't, I guess I didn't really want to think about or really believe just how that even in this world of organ donation, that seems kind of altruistic, right? That right. seems like, oh, here's people, a feel-good industry, really. I just didn't want to.
0: Yeah, um, at least that's how it's marketed.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. That's um, what the
0: article's talking about, Yeah. 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 Um, Speaking of things that we don't need after death, apparently uh, there's a small study that is showing that uh, those of us who stay alive may not think that um, LGBTQ folk um, and, and most specifically trans and non-binary folk uh, don't need their gender identity after they die. So what do I mean by this Um, on death certificates of trans and non-binary people it's looking like about half of them in this study um on the death certificate their their, their gender that was listed was their uh, their birth gender not their chosen identity
1: the, so yeah whatever gender they were assigned at birth yes yeah, yeah. So they were saying at birth.
0: Um, so, so to be clear, there's no there there's no like official research on this. No one's keeping track of this officially, which is part of the problem. But there was a recent uh, study in Portland, Oregon, and it was a small study um, of of seven of forty seven sorry forty seven trans and non binary people who died from 2011 to 2021 that researchers could find. More than half had their genders marked incorrectly on their death certificates. 29 trans people over that 10 year period were misgendered on their death certificates, but the time consuming matter that the researchers had to use to prove um, even that silver of information was, was, was valid underlines the key problem for Oregon and most other States. There's no formal record of someone's gender identity after death at all. So what this means is that there is a further in uh, invisible making, invisible. Is that a word? There's a further making invisible. There's a there's a further dehumanizing, uh, non recognition of these folks in their death. It was bad enough that they had to deal with it in their life, but now they're not being honored in their death as well. Um, So if you uh, want to extract extrapolate these numbers i mean you can you can just imagine you know how, you know for your whole life you are are fighting for your identity to to be seen as you are and then you die and somebody just decides to do whatever they want on your certificate and it's 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 sad it's 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 dishonoring it's insulting it's yeah yeah so this uh it's re-
1: just it's just like uh like poof you're gone
0: yeah it's yeah
1: in in a second yes you know in less than a minute by not oh
0: yeah yeah so um and and this 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 has you know further effects um for example it says you know um, the missing data matters because without it, experts have less concrete information on which to base mitigation efforts for public health issues that disproportionately harm LGBT plus people like higher rates of attempted suicide and substance abuse. Uh, so, so the, so the effects of it um, are, are beyond just the, just that individual. Um, so, so something to pay attention to if, um, if your loved one, um or someone you know who is trans non-binary um who um, has a different gender identity than the one assigned at their birth um passes away that one of the ways you can honor them and um and love them is to make sure that on their death certificate it's it's the gender of that of who they are of the it is it is it is it is who they are let me just say that I and mean, when they check that box for gender or write in the gender, it's who they are, not who you want them to be, who they, who, you know, what was assigned at their birth. Um, I think that's, that's a bit of, that's a bit of legacy that you can, you can honor them with. So I found that a little disturbing.
1: It's, well, it's very disturbing. And I, I, there's, cause it, cause I, you know, when a family member decides to not, it's a family that you know that generally you know in large part it would be a family member that that gives the um you know in terms of a death certificate of course it's a doctor that fills it out and and there's but you know even a doctor if um don't make assumptions uh,
0: based on anything yes (laughs) on appearance on genitalia on anything don't make assumptions ask ask the question
1: Right, and for family to, you know, I mean, imagine being, you fought with your family for years, you know, and they've not been accepted, and then just, you know, in death, they will just wipe you out.
0: Or even if you haven't fought with your family for years, and they have accepted who you are, this is, this is still, this is insulting to them as well.
1: Yes. Yes. So, I just,
0: um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you meant. And, and, and yeah. the, uh, and the quote unquote opposite is whole right. um, holds, holds as well. So, uh, so yeah. So, so be, let's, let's all be mindful. Let's all be mindful of that.
1: We're just, we're just, I mean, for all, you know, certainly a lot of the circles you and I run in, we just, you know, we, we really want to believe we're somewhere that we're not in <laughs> terms of open mindedness or in terms of accepting all right. um, we're just not
0: because we 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 don't take the time i'll speak for myself what's that what's that what's that thing we say when we do workshops and we have agreements was one of the agreements we make uh sort of center your, the 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 one time it's good to center yourself is to yeah. like talk about your own experience so yeah. so yeah so from my own experience i had no idea of the depth and breadth of what accepting really meant right you know, and it's only doing this work and, and doing my own internal deconstructing that I yeah. realized, oh, <laughs> really not as accepting and tolerant as I thought I was at one point in life. I mean, I knew there was a point where I really wasn't and I knew it. And then I thought right. I got rid of that obvious things. And then I was like, oh no, this, this goes deep. This goes real deep uh-uh, sort of deal. So so there is that. Um, let's let's switch to a little more, I guess, uplifting sort of goodish news. Um, yeah. and so I read this and I read this and my first response was, oh, I, I'm not one of those folks. The headline,
1: the <laughs> wait, headline wait, wait, reads, wait, 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 let me guess. You're talking about something in nature. <laughs>
0: the headline reads, Black <laughs> Americans re-embrace the outdoors after generations of exclusion. So so let's be clear. No, I like me a good hike. I still have no desire to camp. OK,
1: a hike for a minute and a half.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> at least I'm outdoors.
1: At least okay. I'm
0: outdoors. No, no, the, no beach. Dis-
1: the beach is naturey enough. Exactly. I mean, right? <laughs> walking up and down the
0: beach, that, that counts as that comes as embracing the outdoors. Um, Yeah, so so and and it's often a bit of a running joke, but the but the legitimate, um, not distaste, but the legitimate distancing from the great outdoors among Black folk, especially in America, is is legit. I mean, you know, that was where a lot of the horrors of lynchings and torture occurred, um, and it was also a place where, especially when it initially came to like national parks and um. I know the great outdoors doesn't apply to swimming pools but I'm making the corollary um you know black folk were excluded um right. as as well so so yeah and 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 that that got passed down through generations being being in the woods after dark was not a safe place for black person to be right, right. so so even even after the the overt danger was removed there's still that generational passing on of yeah we black folk we don't do the woods at night or right. or in general um but but recent recent numbers have shown that there's been an uptick um what's his name shoot i didn't think about this but uh uh baratunde thurston i think is that who it is he i think i look at it real quick he has a great uh documentary or he's hosting a documentary uh about being back in the outdoors um i have to look that up i'm trying to mm-hmm. look it up right now um yeah he's the host of america outdoors on pbs
1: oh yes yes yes,
0: yes. so yep yeah, artur juditherson i love him um so so but well, that's, she
1: said, you know what's in that article here um that that we're referencing from yes mm-hmm. magazine um I, I love this she's writing about her uh grandmother yeah, um, the author is and uh, and there's a, a line in there where her grandmother says, we're not fools. We don't go out there in the wilderness and lay on the ground in a tent. And um, that's, some white, right. that's some white people shit. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's there's, <laughs> as you said, there's a vulnerability of the wild places yeah. uh, and having to protect yourself from from those wild places. Uh, and so you settle for life indoors or, or close to home. Yeah. Exactly. Um, That that outdoor recreation is is white folks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so so. Right. There is a reclaiming of the space um, and and a sense of and a sense now of belonging, of having the right to belong in those in those spaces uh,
1: like like many others. So well, yeah. Reclaiming, reclaiming Earth, you know. I mean, we're all reclaiming our rightful place and belonging with with earth and natural spaces but it white folks were never pushed out you know or i i've no one in my ancestry had to worry about you know going hiking at sundown and getting lynched so i'm never being pushed out of the spaces but i think there's a while the article is is strictly about you know black americans re-embracing just also that you know more and more of everybody is you know wait we've disconnected it's it's that how part of dismantling a system of oppression is re-engaging reclaiming and re yourself with natural spaces with earth yes
0: um speaking of black folk uh reclaiming spaces let's talk about the golden globes
1: oh yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. oh my goodness that was that was something i didn't i didn't i didn't watch them because i don't have cable where i am but um but i saw i saw some i saw some snippets and um for those of you who don't who are not up to up to speed on these things um the the global globes is one of the awards for you know film and tv um they they came under a lot of fire like two years ago because it uh, it was revealed that there were n- no people of color in the hollywood foreign press which is the like the body that that oversees the golden globes and Uh, the, the determining the awards. Um, I think there were like, what is it? 80 something folks on, on the, whatever it is. There was a lot of people on the Hollywood Ford press and all of them were white. So, so yeah, there was, there was, there was some, uh, there was some, some, some controversy around there. And last year they did not. um, They didn't have it at all. They didn't. Well, they didn't air it.
1: They had it. They didn't air it. Right. And they didn't
0: air it. Um, it's very, very hush-hush. So now they're back. They're back. And they have diversified themselves a little bit. The 200 members now are 52% female, almost 20% self-identify as Latinx, 12% is Asian, 10% is Black, 10% is Middle Eastern. Um, so they, they've they now mixed it up a little bit. And Jared, Gerard Carmichael, got to say his name correctly, Gerard Carmichael hosted <laughs> yep. And he's and a, had some <laughs> juicy lines. Yes, he had some juicy lines. I love his opening lines. Yep. I'm here because I'm now the I'm now the black face of an embattled white organization. Um yep. I'm and,
1: here because I'm black.
0: Uh and and folks you know, some folks kind of panned his, his host in, but you have to understand those are probably folks who were not already fans of Gerard Carmichael because his humor, his humor is not obvious humor. It's, it's, it's very, it's very subtle. It's very like, it's, it's less observational, more like I'm just musing out loud sort of, sort of deal. I think he's hilarious. And speaking of, speaking of identity, um, he, he, He is gay and only came out, was it like two, three years, three years, four years ago himself. Um, He's got a special, I think it's on Netflix or HBO, next on HBO, where he talks about this um, and how for so long as a black man, he didn't feel safe to let the world know that he was gay in spite of, and this this is a man that's won awards for his writing and acting um, as a comedian. Like he, he... Pretty much had it made. That, so there was, quote, unquote, uh, you know, and I hear myself saying this and hear the error of me saying it. There was no reason for him to be so closeted. He had fame. He had a fortune. Like, mm. but that doesn't matter. If you don't feel safe, you don't feel safe.
1: Right. Right.
0: right. And he didn't feel safe. So um, so good for them for for inviting him to host and good for him for not pulling any punches in terms of, of calling them out. Yep. Um, in, in, in that and uh, what was, what was one of your favorite moments?
1: Well, my, one of mine was, um, you know, the, um, the actress, Michelle Yao, um, um, she was, and, you know, recently people would know her from, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, the Character of uh, uh Evelyn Wayne, um, such
0: you know, one my I think one of my not one of my, my favorite movie, maybe of the last five, if not ten years. That yeah, was it was a
1: great movie, so good. <clears throat> but so good. um, she, she was, um, uh, she was, she's Malaysian, um, and um, you know, she she, when you uh, when you listen to interviews with her, you know, she, she's she's certainly she just turned 60 but she she's amazing with she does her stunts and and um martial, she's arts. Just, uh, martial arts thank you i was looking for right. that word and she just she like does it all yeah. um and uh, but so even before everything everywhere all at once movie she's multiple starring roles and other other um films and and tv shows and such but she um so she you know, for her award, she gets up to make, um, uh, her speech and she's, you know, always coming from the place of t- telling you that wanting to be somebody that other, um, Asian American or Asian, you know, little girls can see, oh, I, there's me. Yeah. Right. And I could do that. And, um, um, but so she's up there in her, um, during the middle of her speech and the piano starts to play the background which you know that means that's sort of a, a wrap it up maybe, wrap it up not so subtle hint to get off the stage, but she refused to stop and she refused to step down um, and she so she responds with a shut up please which of not course just, not just shut up she well just, no but the, so everybody starts laughing and then she says you know so shut up please i can beat you up
0: yes that was, that was the favorite part
1: <laughs> yes um but i was i i loved the first part shut up please yeah. you know um but but yeah so she says i can beat you up which is true which is true she right exactly arts, does martial arts she's just um she's just amazing um
0: yeah Yes, yes yes she is um I mean just a, just a just a already a legend in um uh in an industry that is so underrepresentative in terms of of Asian female stars you know um and and so, so we I think we talked about this in one of our headline episodes a while back around um the the uh the the female Asian film star from way back when, who, who is going to be put on a coin and I forget her. Oh name, yes, me and, yes. Me and names. Um, and, and, uh, for so long, for so long, you know, Asian female stars, movie stars were relegated to the roles of, of concubines of, of thieves, you know, very derogatory roles that help, um, um reaffirmed stereo servants, negative stereotype you know, servants right. um yeah anime wong anime wong that's that's who it does right yeah. um so so you know that was that was beautiful to see and also beautiful to see was you know another golden globe uh actor um uh Kehu kwan um mm-hmm. who was also in everything everything everywhere all at once um and folks would have recognized him from playing the character short round in in indiana jones uh movie right uh, um and um and now he's he's all grown up a middle-aged man and and come back like yeah because he hadn't he hadn't done anything nearly as prolific as that role as a child and he said this in his acceptance speech he's like i thought i thought i was done and and they took another chance on me and and he won did he win did he win best uh supporting actor or something i think Um, yeah so so yeah good 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 for him good for him and 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 good for the representation um uh, there as well yeah best supporting actor um so i like
1: i like well i like what she says um um michelle when when in part of her speech that um, you know, she's thanking the directors and, and her co-stars and stuff, but um, she says, you know, she thanks them, the directors and for, um, you know, who she described as having the courage to write about a very ordinary immigrant Asian woman, mother, daughter. Yeah. Um, and thanks her co-stars and all the shoulders that I've stood on, all who came before me, who look like me and all who are going on this journey with me forward. Um I just thought it was, you know, thinking of herself as very ordinary. Um, when you know, I, that's like the opposite of how I, I see this, you know.
0: If if by some chance you're listening and you haven't seen this movie yet, you have to go see it. I yeah. mean, there, there's so many levels, uh, and that that ordinariness um, mm-hmm. that she speaks about um, as as a person is is so like the 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 depths and the complexities of that is is so. Um, made visible in the in the movie and she does it she does it so well um and it's uh, I, I i i'm a, i'll be disappointed if it doesn't win an oscar uh, as, as best picture or they don't you yeah. know she doesn't win you know best actress an oscar for best actress um it it was a phenomenal movie um so so you have to go have to go see it um and if you've seen it well, I
1: think it's uh, I think you can stream it. You know, yeah, you don't have to go can, out stream to see it. it.
0: Uh yeah, I don't know if it's in theaters anymore. It'll probably make a comeback. Um, they'll probably uh, put it back in theaters again if it wins some more awards. But uh but definitely, definitely go go see it. Um and the the sci-fi geek in me loved it as well. And every once in a while I'll still get some nightmares from those sausage fingers. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> Seriously, that freaked me the hell out. <laughs>
1: Well, I think I'm going to just take her line. Shut up. I can beat you up.
0: Also true. Also, yep. also, also true. Uh, so I will say one more thing, though, which is thank you guys for listening and joining us. Please tell your friends about us and our podcast and the work we do. Visit ProjectSanctus.com um, to see all the things that we have offered. Please let us know if there's anything we you would like us to discuss or any questions that you have. Uh, we're we're streaming on all your podcast platforms. You can watch us uh live on Facebook Tuesdays and Friday afternoons, four-ish uh PM Eastern. Um and three no, ish. Three-ish. Three-ish. Eastern. three-ish. Eastern. Is it three-ish? Didn't we start four-ish Eastern today? We did. Well, no, we no, started, started three ish four p.m. Barbados. Sorry, I'm in Atlantic time. It's a, oh <laughs> my god, this is, why, this is why you have to write this in this the script. This is why
1: you stick to
0: <laughs> stick to the goddamn <laughs> this is script. script, ogan. <laughs>
1: 4 p.m.
0: ish Eastern time. You can watch. No, 3 p.m. I did it again. 3 p.m.
1: It's okay. I'll I'll keep adding. Please keep.
0: Please keep. uh, 3 p.m. (laughs) Eastern. It takes a
1: village because sometimes I need help.
0: So 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 many time zones. Because I also see. Because when we figure out time, I got to think your time zone, your Central time, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Anyways uh all the podcast <laughs> platforms um on the old-fashioned interwebs at withloveandjustice.podbean.com thank you for being patient with me <laughs> and, uh, and until we meet again
1: let's get our holy eye